What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And Merry Christmas to you all and to all a good night. We're here with episode 129. We're going to be talking about how to build a game community with our special guest, my Ketty. Uh, but first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. All right, we're here. It's Christmas week. It is. Wow, that's cool. So exciting. Hey. I wish I could wear my my Santa hat. But yeah. It wouldn't fit under. It wouldn't fit under the headphones, no. Uh, up on the rooftop, click, click, click. Down goes St. Nick. Broke his back. No. Uh, but yes, we have Mike Ketty here on the show, but we've got some segments for you. And if, if you just want to skip ahead to Mike Ketty, uh, we have timestamps uh, linked in the description uh, or wherever you're listening to. Uh, we have timestamps available for you if you want to just jump forward to a certain segment because it is the American podcast. Do with it what you want. <laughs> Okay, here we go. But uh, yeah, I, I think we should just jump into the show. What do you think? I agree. It's cool. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but if you want to hear us blabble on some more, uh, we've got another podcast called What's the Biz? It's a podcast where we just talk about anything. It's me and Liz, maybe sometimes a guest, very rarely. Uh, it's in the description down below. You can find a link, but it's an audio only podcast. So if you want to check that out, go for it. Other news, uh, we are in the planning stages. I, I think it's uh, ready to say it. Uh, second channel. Uh, I we will probably explain that more uh, in the next you know week or so. But we are in uh, in talks with it. We mm -hmm. want to we know we want to start it off right. So uh, be be on the lookout for that. Uh, follow us on social media. So let's just get into that. Uh, follow us on social media on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one word, where you can see behind the scenes photos or just little memes here and there or some questions that I will ask you about the discussion. Wow. Uh, you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. I will ask you a question involving the discussion that we will be talking about on the show, and I will read your comments on the show. And we also have a website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website as well. You can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast as well as some articles I've written in the past. And if you're new here to the channel, hi, how you doing? You're doing good. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel if you like podcasts just like these. Uh, if you're into video game discussions, you know, this is the place to be on the Games and Groceries podcast uh, YouTube channel. And don't forget, don't forget to hit that notification bell so you know when all these uh, podcasts come out. Mm -hmm. And if you're uh, if you're on listening versions of this, be sure to leave us a review over on Podchaser. Link is down in the description down below. It helps us out a lot. All right. Cool. Great. All right. Let's just do it. Let's just go into it. Let's just go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max, and we like to recommend it or not recommend it. Uh, this month on the Games Groceries podcast for Movie Minutes, uh, it's Christmas time. All right. We want to watch some Christmas movies, uh, and we want to give it uh, out of five jingles, uh, you know, one being uh, The Matrix and five being Elf. Uh, and yeah, we're just uh, writing it out of how much jingle, jangle Christmas cheer that the movie gives us. Uh, and I said, oh, HBO Max, because it's the first movie I will watch from HBO Max. Uh, yeah, so it's this, uh, this is on HBO Max. I, we just got it and it is a lifesaver. Love mm -hmm. it so far. 
Uh, but this week's movie is from HBO Max. Well, it's not a Max original. It came out last year. It's called Black Christmas. Uh, so opening thoughts, go. I wanted to see this movie when it came out. I remember seeing the trailers and being like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I have to see this. Because I really love horror movies. Yes. And like suspense and everything like that. So I was very excited to see this. Um, definitely not Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> More halloween movie yeah like so yeah it was a little it was a little disappointing in that respect but i mean when you're watching the trailer you probably can collect that yeah <laughs> true uh yeah and that and that's the thing i want to get into is that this movie builds up a great amount of tension and suspense mm-hmm. in a unique kind of way because it is set during christmas and it gives that kind of christmas cheer you know you have the lights you have the christmas parties uh, you have a little, you know, a little Christmas jingles right there, but it's also the suspense where it's also setting up the the whole mentality. And I'm going quotes here, air quote. Uh, women are weaker than men, kind of mentality mm-hmm. that you know this is a man's world. Yeah. Women are weak, and it kind of yeah. builds that tension up. You want to be this happiness cheer, but this this man is uh, following women and telling them that they're weak. So it's yeah. just like a unique kind of tension yeah. that it gives you. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely not your regular run of the mill like slasher. Yeah, that it's like actually one of the few that I've seen recently that is really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I definitely um, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Like if we weren't rating it on a Christmas scale, mm-hmm. this would have gotten a very high mark for me. Oh, okay. Not a perfect. No, not a perfect. Not but at definitely all. higher mark. Like I really enjoyed this movie. I would definitely watch it again. Yeah, the, the everything that happened in the movie is definitely predictable, but I still enjoyed myself. Even when I predicted it, I went <gasps> like I gasped a little yeah. bit. Like I was like, oh that's gonna oh I, I knew that was gonna happen, but it just kind of Yeah, like still happens out of nowhere. Like they just time it very well. It it still had that punch even though you knew exactly what was coming. Yes. Uh my second note though, because it was set on Christmas, mm-hmm. when we're talking about unique ways it builds tension, it also gave a pretty good way of lighting a tense scene mm-hmm. because it only had the Christmas string lights on. So it had yeah. this natural glow that you knew where it was coming from. It's coming yeah. from the Christmas lights, not just, oh, there's a there's a light bulb out. Mm-hmm. It it was only the string lights yeah. in a certain scene. And it gave the tension really good uh lighting yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's what I mean. It felt more natural why it was like this. And mm-hmm. it it kind of gave you this weird ease that it's like, oh, it's Christmas lights, but oh, no, we could die. But people are dying. Yeah. But um, and but my last note before we end our you know thoughts on here is that uh, I think you can agree with this because mm-hmm. that, that we we talked about this is that you get to the end of the movie and it is called Black Christmas and it is uh, based around Christmas. But the, the movie has a very on-the-nose message about, you know, men being uh, toxic masculinity and women need to, you know, be empowered yeah. in this. Uh, there is a very clear on-the-nose message, which it it needs to be on-the-nose. Yeah. But I, I couldn't help but complain. It's just like it, this had really nothing a lot to do with Christmas. Yeah, it just happened to be based around Christmas. Like, not even the reason for Mm -hmm. the killings had anything to do with Christmas. I really wish it had something to do with Christmas, the killings. Yeah. I feel like 
they just, I think this came out during Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like that was their like driving reason to have it have Christmas in it. Is that like, well, if we're going to release it around Christmas, why don't we make it based around Christmas? It's like, what? Yeah, it's not like Krampus where there's like... A, a, I really want to see that. Yeah, but this one, it was based around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was still a great movie. And I think the message about toxic, ma- toxic masculinity mm-hmm. was definitely well portrayed. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, but it just didn't give me a lot of jingles. But we'll talk about that right now. So out of five jingles, how many jingles did it give you? I gave it a three, a three, which isn't quite an accurate depiction. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like you said, it's not Christmassy really at all. Like yeah. if it was, if I was basing this solely on how much Christmas spirit it gave me, it'd get a one. Yeah, but it was such a good movie, and I gave Christmas Break in a two. True. Yeah. So I can't give this a one. You can't. <laughs> so it's got a three, just because it's such a good movie, and it doesn't matter what time of year. This having the word Christmas in it gives me an excuse to watch it during Christmas. Yeah. Gives it a three. But it was such a good movie and I really liked it. So three. I also give it a three because if we're going to give Die Hard a three, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If we're going to give Die Hard a three or four for being around Christmas, it it pretty much has the same excuse. Yeah. uh, It's a good slasher film that you can watch during Christmas time. Yeah. It didn't give you the same kind of Christmas vibes as Elf does or the Santa Claus, but at the same time. It gives those people who really love slashers and really love Halloween a Christmas movie to watch. Exactly. So... (laughs) Uh, I definitely enjoyed this movie. I think it was great. Uh, but if if I had to say, like, d- is it very Christmassy? It's based around Christmas. It's it's got its, it's got its vibes. But uh, I definitely recommend it, though. Yes, definitely. If we were giving this a, on our regular scale, I probably would give it a solid. Yeah, same. Yeah. So, uh, but again, this is called. Black Christmas, it's found on HBO Max. Uh, I I definitely recommend HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just got the deal that you get six months for $70, which is 20% off. Instead of renewing my Disney Plus account, which we didn't, we put that $70 towards HBO Max. And I I don't regret it at all because it's so good. Yeah. But uh, so if you have HBO Max, definitely check out Black Christmas. Uh, You can probably still rent it at, uh, at Amazon Prime Video. But uh, yeah, that, those are our thoughts on mm-hmm. Black Christmas. So uh, what do you think we go into our next segment? Okay. Cool. Let's just do it. Let's just go into it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? What's going on? I don't know. You write it. Oh, yeah, I that's that true. last week. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but this week you might be uh, surprised about some of this gaming news here. Yeah, I think you only told me one of them. Mm-hmm. So this is news to me, too. It is. And I, and I kind of want to start with the number three gaming news because this is technically, 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 mm-hmm. literally uh, old news. It came out last Friday, but now games journalists are now picking up this week. So I used an excuse to say that, like, oh, uh, I... I forgot to talk about it last week, so I'm going to put it in this week's gaming news. Okay. Even though it came out uh, a week ago, it has to do with Vin Diesel. Oh, he's an, he's an ARC 2. He's an ARC. Yeah. ARC 2. Not only is he going to be the lead character in it, he's also going to be the executive producer of it. Nice. He's uh, going to be called what, what is, uh, the president of Creative Convergence. 
Okay. So uh, this news comes out with uh, uh, Studio Wildcard. That's what they're called. Studio Wildcard coming out to say that uh, Vin Diesel is actually coming onto the project as the executive producer. Uh, he's very excited. And what threw me for a loop at first before I actually thought about uh, Vin Diesel's history, uh, they said that, yeah, he, he understands the game. You know, he's put thousands of hours into ARC. He really gets ARC. So he'll be your executive producer. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I put thousands of hours into the game. So uh, executive producer, please. So in that case, I will then be the executive producer of Tony Hawk's Underground. <laughs> so that because I put thousands of hours into Tony Hawk. So uh, what do you think of that? Can I be the executive producer? I don't think so. I think I could. But here's the here's the funny part is that. uh yeah, well, let me read this quote, and then I'm going to go into Vin Diesel's history a little bit and why this actually makes sense. Uh, so this is from a quote from the article linked down below. All the articles are linked down below. Uh, Diesel said in a statement that he is excited to join Studio Wildcard team to develop the story both in-game and in a new animated series. Studio Wildcard CEO Doug Kenny also added that Diesel has played thousands of hours of arc survival evolved and understands the game intimately which explains last week's surprise trailer appearance so again he's joined he's put thousands of hours in so he gets it he gets it come on uh threw me for a loop until i read another article mm -hmm. which dan pointed out i completely forgot about this uh he once was i don't know if he owned it but it was definitely a big part in a, in a game studio called Tygon Studios, mm. which made a couple of the Chronicle Riddick games, mm. which also he starred in. Uh, so he actually has had his hand in video games for a yeah. good while because Tygon Studios was like early 2000s. Yeah. I'm not sure if it still exists today, mm -hmm. but it's not like this guy just said, I, I like Ark. Yeah. I am Groot, so I will produce. <laughs> and it explains it a little bit better. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I think... I mean, I think it's really cool. I wasn't, I don't think I was as shocked as you to hear he was executive producer. <laughs> it's not like they're like, he could be it. Like, it's not like it pulled some random way off the street like you, yeah. who played a thousand hours of a video game. Like, yeah, you can do it. You can do like, it. No, he's a professional. He's an actor. He's been in the entertainment world. He knows. And he's been in the video game industry, apparently. And he's been in the video game industry, which I didn't even know. I did, Yeah, I, I forgot about it until, because I think I knew that. Yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah. So it didn't really surprise me that they did that because it's like he's not just a random actor who got a role in a video game. He's an actor who mm -hmm. has experience, has played the series. Yeah. So it's that's what I mean, where it's like it's not surprising that he's he's a big actor who knows the industry and he knows the series. So yeah. it would it makes sense. Exactly. So uh, good for Finn Diesel. I, I think that's a perfect role for you. So. Uh, I'm jealous of you, but you know what? You've played thousands of hours in Ark, so how, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, how can I even compete? <laughs> I've only played a minute of Ark. <laughs> uh, so uh, that moves on to our number two gaming news. It's about the scalpers. Oh, God, no, not the scalpers, not the PS5, Xbox Series X scalpers. Oh. And you know what? What? The UK government says, no, thank you, scalpers. That's what they said. They actually went out into Parliament and they said, no, thank you. 
And Seriously? That, that's how they saved the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said, no, thank you. Okay, number one gaming news. Uh, no. Uh, basically, what the UK government said yeah. was that they're going to be protecting consumers and pretty much creating laws against specifically game console scalpers. Random, but okay. Well, yeah, this is uh, this is a good thing because just this year, uh, I wrote down the number here, but uh, the scalpers have made $28 million. Sell- I didn't know that you could scalp video game consoles. I mean, you can scalp anything. I don't understand all that you can stuff. Scalp, you can scalp mattresses if you want to. But yeah, basically what these scalpers do is that they create bots. And what these bots do is that they go onto different retail websites, including Walmart, Best mm-hmm. Buy, uh, anything that you can buy these systems on. And as soon as they put them in stock, it's going right gotcha, to them. Gotcha, and so they gotcha. resell them on eBay mm-hmm. for tr- stu- sometimes triple the price, gotcha. double, triple the price. And so it's bananas. Mm-hmm. And so this is really disheartening for consumers you know, and big gamers, and not only that, but kids, mm-hmm. you know, who are trying to ask for the system for for yeah. Christmas. The parents can't afford five hundred dollars. They can't necessarily afford fifteen hundred dollars for a system. Yeah. You yeah. know, I got you. I understand now. So that's what these scalpers are doing. And let me read this article quote uh, again. All these are linked down below. If you want to give them a read for yourself. The motion states. New releases of game consoles and computer components should be available to all consumers at no more than the manufacturer's recommended retail price and not being bought in bulk by the use of automated bots, which often circumvent maximum purchase quantities imposed by the retailer. That word says customers. What did I say? Consumers. Well, you know what? You are all consumers. You are all sheeple. Um... (laughs) So basically, the UK government is stepping in and saying, okay, we've had enough of this. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop because the amount of scalping. Again, $28 million was made. Yeah. $28 million by these scalpers. That's that's a ton. That's a lot of of moolah. That is. I Uh, wish I had that much moolah. Now, the scalpers have come out and said that, you know what? We're... Just like you, you're you're putting food on the table. We ourselves are putting food on the table. Why don't you feel bad about us? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, like, okay, I can say like, come on, man. I'm just robbing banks to put money on the table. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just mugging people on the street because I'm putting food on the table. No, absolutely yeah. not. You're actually just ripping people off. And I know people personally. A couple of them. I'll tell you off camera uh, because you know them too. That that use this kind of tactic into saying that oh no 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 I'm just doing this really crappy thing to people just to put food on my table. I'm just a I'm just a poor young buck trying to feed little Timmy his his frozen peas. Goodness gracious! Absolutely not. I don't accept that. But the UK government is also calling bullcrap on mm-hmm. that. And so they're, they're actually stepping in and creating laws against this. That's awesome. Um, I recommend reading the article linked down below. Uh, there's more to this than that. But they're stepping in and saying, absolutely not. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm glad this is going to help future. Yeah. Uh, this is going to help future uh, game console launches in mm-hmm. the, in the uh, seven years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think of that? No, I mean, I think it's great. Good for the UK. Yep, good for the UK. Good job, guys. You know, uh, 
bless the queen or whatever you guys say. God uh, save the queen. God save the queen. Cross the pond and fish and chips. I've been watching a lot of The Crown, so I know things. I, I am a big fan of Everton, so I know things about England, oh, no. too. Uh, chip away. Top class. No. Uh, top shelf. No. So if you're from the UK, uh, will you accept me in your country? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. Uh, I think it's time to move on to our number one gaming news. Yeah. I, I think it's time. I think it's... Oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 was pulled. It was pulled from the PlayStation Store. Oh, I mean, if anyone thought God. we weren't going to talk about this, you're just silly. It was pulled. It was taken off of the PlayStation Store. That's, that's bad. It was taken off of the PlayStation Store. You're not on camera anymore. There you go. It was taken off of PlayStation. Why don't we talk about you taking your, your mic off the table? Not even Xbox. This is why we had to replace PlayStation has the worst customer service in the history of gaming and PlayStation took it off the store. Bad. Good reasoning. Oh my God. <laughs> Anthem. Anthem bricked PS4s. Yeah, it that destroyed was them. And PlayStation is like, screw you guys. You're still buying Anthem. Cyberpunk is taken off. Holy crap. Different time. PlayStation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be on in this conversation. Okay, so you've been in the gaming space. You've you've heard the videos. You've seen these articles. I just need to talk about the updates to this story. Uh, so if you don't know, Cyberpunk, buggy mess. <laughs> but every game is a buggy mess at launch. Uh, but some people were saying it was unplayable. They're asking for, for, for a refund. CD Projekt Red said, go to PlayStation. They'll give a re refund. PlayStation's like, no, because we hate our customers. Uh, so that was that. And so then uh, there was epilepsy warnings, and people were like, what's up with that? That's why your boy didn't get it, because I have a history of epilepsy. Hey-oh. Uh, and, and that's the thing. They, they took it off. Because uh, they, they put out a statement saying, we only want quality games over here. We are protecting consumers with this. And so everybody thought that it was PlayStation's call. Now, bringing you back to the update here. Again, I might have just breezed through that, but a lot of different content creators already talked about this. Now, brings us to right now. <laughs> it was taken off by PlayStation. And I want to read this statement by CD Projekt Red. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to read it? No, I will. Okay. <laughs> Update at 10.30 p.m. as the writing of this article. The Kotaku article is written down below, or linked down below. CD Projekt Red has, has issued a short statement confirming that the decision to remove the game from Sony's online store was made together. It was a mutual breakup. Come on. With the platform holder and adding while well, that the game has been pulled from the PlayStation store, gamers can still buy the physical versions in game retail and mail order stores. All copies, whether digital or physical, will continue to receive support from the companies. What the crap? That is gone forever. That went behind the logs <laughs> in the fun in the fireplace. 
You pulled it from the... You yourself said, oh, yeah, no, no, no. We talked to PlayStation about pulling it off. But you can still buy the PlayStation version at retail stores. Now, is Cyberpunk available on Xbox? Yes. So they're, But they're keeping it on the Xbox. Yes. That makes zero sense. That makes zero sense. And they updated again before recording this episode saying, oh, uh, uh, CD Projekt Red has intentions to let you refund even the physical versions. Why? This is so stupid. We should have just bought it, asked for a refund, and then just had a free game and waited for them to fix it. What's this? I don't know. <laughs> this is such a stupid story. So and yet we're reporting on it. So let me just <laughs> let me just recap here. Uh, CD Projekt Red put out a buggy mess. That's fine. Games come out buggy messes. Okay, I'm not faulting them. In fact, the last coffee games I talked about that. Uh, things come out buggy. Okay, uh, and then <laughs> and then PlayStation comes out and says we took it off the store. And then CD Projekt Red says, no, 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 it was just both of us. Mutual. Mutual breakup. And then they're like, you can still buy retail. You can still buy the physical copy. It might be a game breaking, but it might be terrible. Too terrible for Sony PlayStation's digital store, but you can still buy Sony PlayStation's physical copy. And then. You just clipped for like the hundredth time. And then they come out and say, we'll offer you refunds for the physical edition what's wrong with you <laughs> so who knows i'm not i'm not like upset as a gamer it's just the dumbest uh, chain of events i've ever it witnessed is. in gaming history the this is only, so stupid kind of going back to the just the buggy mess thing where you were saying like um oh no i can't remember was it you said destiny uh, no. uh anthem 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 broke consoles yes so i think the reason that this is worse is because it's at the end of a horrible horrible year yeah and they've delayed this game so dang much that it's ridiculous it's with so the bugs. like that's a thing. at the end of just the horrible year it's just a ridiculous chain of events it is it's insane i can't believe this it's like let's delay it months release it horribly Remove it from the store. Mutual. Mutually. M mutually. Which Not also, Xbox, they could have just thrown PlayStation under the bus. But they're like, no, no, no. I had something to do with this, too. Like, why would you want that kind of attention? Anyway. <laughs> so stupid. We did it, too. <laughs> and, but it's so I, it's so weird. I just, I, I hope for the best for CD Projekt Red. I really do, because they're a good company. They were a good company. And now it's just. This year, just like. And now they're they facing dragged their own name through the dirt. They're facing hostile staff members now. There's the staff members are hostile towards them. That's pretty bad. This is just so bizarre of a game. This will go on for gaming history. This will go on for gaming historians, much like the ET, yeah. uh, you know, into the fire. Mm. This will go on for gaming history and historians. This will be in museums. This is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but enough of me ranting. We got to bring on our guest. Yeah. Uh, you're here for the guest. You're here for the discussion. Mm -hmm. You're here for the great talking. Not just cyberpunks. Not this great talking. Not this great talking. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I didn't think I would be this energetic, but just for capping it is just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, let's just bring her on. 
Yeah. So Mike Hetty has been on our show for the Tell Me Why episodes. If you haven't yet, definitely go check those out. We uh, we discussed. Uh, she was on for episode three, uh, talking about uh, Tell Me Why episode three, the conclusion to it. So uh, we want to bring her on for a, a normal episode of Games and Groceries. Mm-hmm. We want to discuss with her. She's built her own gaming community with the Life is Strange community. Uh, you can go check that out. We'll have links for her in the description down below. But let's stop talking, Adam. we got to yeah. bring her on. Let's do it. Let's bring on our guest for the final segment, my kitty. Alright, everybody, we are back with our special guest, the the the, the legend, the, the creator, the, the ultimate Life is Strange fan. Oh, she's so awesome. It's my Kenny. <laughs> my, you're back. How you doing? I am back. Yeah. I didn't expect to be so soon, but here I am. I know. <laughs> I, I banned you for like five years, but you know, you, you made it through the trials, so you're back on the show. <laughs> It feels like it was so long ago, though. Doesn't it? And it was just a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it was September. How, it was September. Wait, how long ago was September? <laughs> it's like, well, it's a week from Christmas. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> so September was three months, four months ago. Yeah. How about how about that 2020, Mai? How how was that? <laughs> Time in 2020 has been quantic. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea what day it is, mm-hmm. what time it is, what time zone I am in. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been insane. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, time. Time zones are terrible. We were just talking off of uh, camera because uh, usually you're an hour ahead, but now because of time zones and the whole time changes, except for Arizona, uh, now we're now you're two hours ahead of us. And so we just need to move to Arizona. We do need to move to Arizona. That is true. I don't want to move to Arizona. We don't want to move to Arizona. What's that? <laughs> I don't like the heat. Yeah, but uh, but my, you're here. You're going to be talking about building game communities right Mm -hmm. and to to start this discussion you know i want to talk about your resume specifically your work resume now now when you when you put down your first work reference what do you no i'm just kidding uh so i (laughs) want i want to talk about uh why i want to bring you on not because you're a fantastic guest and that's not a lie Mm -hmm. at all uh you can take me to court but you're so strange what life is strange thank you but i want you my to describe your gaming community around life is strange how did you start it uh what are you doing to be involved in it uh take us through your own game community so take it away my at first i wasn't involved like i came after like i jumped into the wagon mm-hmm. <laughs> once yeah. the game ended like what i do now is that chris that's the mastermind behind everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the first episode, and then he's like, okay, this game is special. I want to build something for it. Yeah. I want to bring people together. So he started developing a website that it took like a year to be mm-hmm. done, and he had no programming background. So he started to like just try to make it work. Mm. Eventually... All the episodes went out and people were like desperately looking for a place to talk about it because, you know, uh, the ending is kind of like mind blowing. Yeah. 
um, and infuriating and sad, and everyone was really (laughs) experiencing what we call um, post-life strange depression. Mm. So (laughs) Chris launched the site, and eventually, I think it was in February, he shared uh, a trailer he made for the site to Toby, that was the community manager of the official Life is Strange channels back then. Yeah. And he's like, okay, this is great. This is cool. Thank you for sharing. And that was it until suddenly (laughs) Toby had the brilliant idea of sharing the website on the official channels. Oh, wow. Mm. And it blew up. The site blew up. The servers collapsed. People (laughs) tried to log in like... It was a mess. Yeah. No one could even log in or create an account or anything because no one expected that. It was just a small website. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's when I come in. And like, <laughs> okay, this is great. What what you're doing is awesome. How can I help? Yeah. And that's kind of how I jumped into it. And um, the main difference or the innovation in a way, because we are talking about 2016, Discord wasn't a thing. If people wanted to like talk about games and stuff, they would go to Reddit or forums. Mm. And Chris built a website that had a live chat embedded. Mm -hmm. So you could go in and talk real time with people that just finished the game. Mm -hmm. So people were nuts about it. And eventually the chat was like full of people talking at the same time there was no moderators like it was a mess because no one expected that um, amount of people just joining mm-hmm. in and trying to to connect with others and eventually i'm like okay let me moderate let me help you because you're going nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is breaking your mind as much as it's breaking the internet so i'm going to jump in and help you mm-hmm. and eventually the community kept growing and growing and growing and i got so involved and invested so much of my time uh, that I ended up being co-admin of the site and the chat and everything. Mm -hmm. And we were like a team and gathered some people that were also uh, very invested and they became our mods. And that's basically how we started to grow after Mm -hmm. that. It was pretty insane. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that you brought a lot of Life is Strange fans together to mm-hmm. have a place to communicate. Uh, com- wow. Communicate. There you go. I, I put it together, congregate and communicate all and in the it same. it became community. Yeah. That's that. what it sounded like you said. Hey, cool. It, w- it was a lucky guess. But yeah, no. It, it worked. It, yeah, it does work. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I get through life. It, ju- it, it worked. It, it happened. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> And that's what I love about it is that you you brought together all these people who, like you said before, they were in kind of a post-Life is Strange uh, kind of depression. Mm -hmm. And you came in to moderate all of that community going into one place, right? Uh, Let me ask you something. Uh, Let me. uh, So this is, again, you know, pulling back the curtains. Usually I give my guests uh, all the questions beforehand, but sometimes I got a little... A little, a little out of my sleeve here, off the off the cuff, if you will, because it's the cuff. You're lucky, you're adorable. Thank you. <laughs> um, why do you think that the Life is Strange community 
congregated. There yeah? you go. Congregated to this one site. Why why not separate into little communities here? Uh, and I think you kind of answered that with, uh, you know, that the actual Life is Strange brand put it onto their channel so they knew what website to go to. But what made this website specifically? Do you think it was the way it was made or just the people who were going into it? So what, what are your thoughts? I do believe that it was the only place at the time that you could talk real time that wasn't Twitter or Facebook. Like when you come into a site, you expected something like the regular fun website you can find anywhere. And then suddenly you see there's something called public chat. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what is this? And suddenly you have all these people freaking out, like real time, and you can communicate with them and make friends and interact with others. Like it was a constant exchange of theories and people were crazy over it. So yeah. people started to tell their friends like, hey, this website has a live chat. You can talk to people in real time about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for I don't know a post to be like answered on social media or the forums that it's not immediate. People mm-hmm. needed that to be like right now I need answers. I need someone to debate this with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what mm-hmm. made it uh, different. Then of course Discord came in and yeah. that happened, right? But at the time it was the only thing uh that made it stand out. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think, like you said, it was the it was one of the only places, and uh, you know, you jumped to that, you made your own kind of Discord site, and I and I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that's exactly it. It was the only place to go to, uh, and and I think you also evolved over time too, uh, because like you said, now there's Discord, but you have your own Discord community there. Uh, that kind of brings me to my next question here. Uh, you, along with Chris, uh, you know, your co-admins of this site, and you also have a Discord, which, by the way, I will leave a link to the Discord in the description down below. Uh, what I love the most about your Discord that I wish I was more active on, I'm just not active <laughs> on Discord. I feel so bad because I see it. I'm, I'm basically lurking, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's nice, I, and I never respond. Um, <clears throat> but there is a place called the Kate Support Club. And you, and you put yeah. that in for, uh, and you talked about this the last time you were on the on the episode, where people can go in and talk about their issues. And it's all about, you know, Kate, who is named mm-hmm. after Kate Marsh, who was uh, suicidal in the first Life is Strange game. Mm-hmm. And it's a place to support each other. So my question to you is that uh, for you almost being the, the lead, the co-lead, if you will, <laughs> do you think it's a lot to handle? Right. But like I said, there's this discord where they're supporting each other. Do you think it's a lot for you to be the lead of a community or does the community kind of lead itself? Like, how do you feel about that? I think uh, it depends on Mm. many factors, Uh, especially now it's quiet. It's easier to manage. Like Mm. it doesn't really take much of my time nowadays because there hasn't been any announcements. There hasn't been new games community mm-hmm. kind of like had the hype at the moment went in went crazy about it and then left because that's mm. what happens people move on and the first game it's like five years old yeah mm-hmm. and uh, at the beginning or when um when the hype was still very present people was like obsessed over this mm-hmm. game mm. it was really hard to manage yeah it was an nightmare. 
uh, <laughs> and we started to like grew and grew and grew and it grew so much that we didn't expect that and we started to get ideas to improve it or add more to it because it was contagious you know people mm. wanted content people wanted more and we started to like take a lot of our own time to figure out like okay how can we improve this or how can we make it more inclusive or how could it be more creative let's start contests for example mm. we started making contests and that involved a lot of planning and a lot of like mm -hmm. i was putting my art for it to, for promotion as examples because many of our uh, contests were creative and i remember that i was working on the art for one of the contests and it was 4 a.m oh my god on a thursday night and i was struggling to finish this piece because we had to launch the contest on friday Oh my god. And it was 4 4 a.m. me struggling to finish and like oh my god I painted everything on the wrong layer. Oh my god, <gasps> no. I made a huge mistake and I'm going to regret it the rest of the night, I am sure. And like that was the kind of time we were investing. Back yeah. then. Like we were talking constantly how to improve it, uh, bringing in new ideas. And one of these ideas was Kate Support Group because a lot of people uh, felt um, they related to these characters because of their issues, yeah. because they're human, right? Yeah. So we started to talk a bit more about the issues we had because everyone has issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single person in the world has at least one issue. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. We're human and we have to deal with that. And eventually we started to talk to people about it and the conversation grew deeper and deeper and deeper. Eventually we were like actually helping people and people in the communities uh, by definition because of the game and the themes uh, involved. Mm. They are very helpful. They want to help others. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that the community, specifically this community, is very known for in a way. So eventually we came out with like, okay, let's make a Kate support group in honor of Kate. And yeah. we have people that were like putting time from their own free time. And sometimes not even that. I remember being at work and <laughs> being yeah. active, trying to help mm -hmm. Um we created the club and we had counselors in a way, mm. like people that was there uh, just to listen to you. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, come talk to me if you need to bend, if you need to rant, whatever. But we always try to be clear, like none of us are professionals. We're just mm -hmm. offering a shoulder and yeah. an ear if you need it. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's something we can't handle because it's more than just listening to you. Mm. Please reach for a professional help mm -hmm. always. Because yeah. we are not, you know, counselors, real counselors. Uh, so eventually that happened. We had a lot of people coming in to help and we were putting a lot of our time to it too. Mm -hmm. mm. And the community cannot talk uh, that as an example and they started to help each other instead of just one of us solo handling everything. Yeah. And 
eventually the club ended up being people just helping each other without us. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is great to see. And at the same time, oh my God, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I'm sorry. I tried to hold in that sneeze. <laughs> uh, like you, you were talking so emotionally. I was like, "Don't sneeze, please, God, Adam, don't sneeze. <laughs> don't ruin the moment, don't Adam. Ruin. Come on." <laughs> um, well, it's just me being me. Uh, okay. But no, uh, and I like what you're saying here. Is that you know, it it, it is a lot of work to just build the community, mm-hmm. but it seems as if you're trying to build the community to help each other rather than. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, seeing you as a god, you know, uh, you want to be seen as a moderator, somebody to mm-hmm. build up this community and to start it, you know, rev up the engines. But ultimately, you know, humans need to help humans, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't think you want to be, uh, you know, just speaking to you just a little bit, you know, I, I still remember, you know, uh, asking you the first time to come on for to tell me why. Um, I get the feeling that you're a lot like me and you don't even want to be seen as somebody with a high ego at all, uh, which is not a bad thing at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I see you as more of a person who wants to help people and guide them, but not be seen as the ultimate person that needs the credit. Am mm-hmm. I right there? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I mean, at first I remember I was like moderating and I was trying to help people and it wasn't even my real name. Mm. on the chat like i was posing as chloe price yeah no one even knew my name like mm-hmm. my username was chloe price no one knew who i was yeah mm-hmm. and i kept it like that way for several months because i really didn't want to like be hey i am part of this community i am really good like mm. no i'm just another human that it's mm-hmm. really tired of toxicity out there yeah um, yeah there's a lot. It's a lot of it. It's a lot of negativity. Uh, it drains you, man. It, it really mm-hmm. does. And the internet is full of it. So we wanted like a place we could go that we could feel safe mm. and interact with people that needed that space too, because finding it online is really hard. And if we could provide that mm. for others, mm-hmm. like, Someone could come in the chat and say they had a problem, like a personal issue or whatever they were dealing with. And no one was going to even dare bully anyone here. Mm -hmm. At some point, I was actually seen as the bad cop because I had zero tolerance with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, make sure the place we were creating was safe for me and for everyone. Mm. Yeah. And I think people ended up staying and forming friendships and they keep coming back because everywhere else was on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially this year, like you said, you know. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go there. Twitter needs to be banned. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just saw on Twitter. Uh, it was on uh, GPD. Uh, retweeted it and it was an anti-mask group going through a Walmart. It was, I think it was in Arizona because some of them had the Arizona cape on. And I was yeah. like, ah, help. <laughs> um, it's a it's a lot of fun living in America during these times. But oh yeah. Um before we get into our you know community social media answers, uh, I, I want to ask you one thing before we go into that. Um uh, 
Now, I want to ask, and I guess this is all in the table here. Me, you, TV Ketty. Uh, TV Ketty. You know, do we think that it's the fans' job to create these kinds of communities, the the way Mai is putting it out there? Do you think it's the fans' job, or do you think it's the developers or the people who are involved with the game's responsibility to do that? Um, What what are all our thoughts here? Um, uh, Liz, what do you think? You've been awful quiet. (laughs) Well, I haven't had to say anything. (laughs) Um, You've been asking her questions. What am I going to do? I don't know. Um, But... I don't think it's anyone's job per se to do anything. I think if you feel strongly about a certain subject like a game or a book or something and you want some a community and kind of going off of what you always say that like if you're interested in it, someone else is interested in it. Like yes. you're not the only one. So I don't feel like it's anyone's specific job, but I think if you're interested and you want something like that, mm-hmm. then you should make it because you're there's going to be other people out there who also want something like that and are looking for something like that. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's even, I don't think it's the developer's responsibility. They fulfill their responsibility by putting those real subjects in their game. Yeah. You know, that's, in my opinion, that's where their responsibility ends. If they wanted to do something like that, like a group or something, mm-hmm. That would be am- that's amazing for them. Yeah. Um. It was even amazing that they added this one mm-hmm. as their like official one. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't say it's their. I don't think it's anyone's responsibility. I think it's if you feel strongly about it and that's what you want to do, then you should do it. Hmm. Good. Good answers. You know. Yeah. Good answers all around. When I speak, it means something. Yeah, I know. Uh, TV <laughs> Teddy, please, uh, please knock her down a notch and just. <laughs> Oh yeah, because I'm the one out of two of us that needs to be knocked down or not. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, my, my, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, do you think it's the fans' responsibility, or do you think it's developers? I think it's a share responsibility. I don't want to call it our responsibility. Actually, mm. I don't know. Like. I mean, in terms of promoting your product and getting people to play your game Mm. and getting people to get invested in stuff, like the developers have to have a policy on that. They they have to like keep creating content, even if it's just random posts on social media to remind the people Mm. that the game exists, right? Because let's Mm -hmm. be fair, it's all marketing. They need to sell their games so they keep doing games. Yeah. But they also uh, have the responsibility to just randomly tweet about it, let you know when there's something, mm-hmm. an update or whatever. Mm. But yeah, uh, the most of the work is going to be the fans because they are passionate about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. And we have a lot of examples of uh, different communities, not specifically Life is Strange, but uh, big companies like Bioware. Like mm. You have... Uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age that have massive fandoms. Yes. Mm-hmm. People love those games, myself included. Yeah. <laughs> and they they created these special days, like mm. N7 Day, uh, mm. Dragon Age Day, and even uh, I think Naughty Dog also has uh, the Last of Us Day. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the mm. date they specifically, the fans specifically wait for because, not because it's a big event every year, but there's always a chance that they drop something new mm. mm-hmm. on that specific day. Mm. So True. 
people started to like create the event themselves without mm. Bioware's intervention or without Naughty Dog's intervention because they give the community something to uh, be hyped about and be hopeful for. Mm, okay. So people like went out of their way to create these massive events like. I don't know, live streaming on Twitch for 12 hours with um, guests and getting the developers involved to answer the questions, like engaging with the community. And that's not the company. They just said, and seven days, the Mass Effect day. And that was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Yeah. Because, of course, fans will pull out the word there. And I think Mm. the company should acknowledge that that it doesn't require much of their time either. Like it's just promoting their product regularly as everyone does and let the fans do their thing. Yeah, I think it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. I agree with uh, everyone at this table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, I do think that's like what you said. I think when fans have this kind of passion, mm-hmm. um, you know, they should just start it. But I like your answer as well, uh, my who, you know, when you said that it's both where, you know, mm-hmm. you want the marketing to be there so that the fan communities have something to be hopeful for. And I think it's kind of like that shared route of responsibility mm-hmm. um, where, yes, I think if the developers started their own communities the way the fans do it it would feel like a marketing tech it, it would yeah. feel more like a um what do you what do you call it a focus group almost yeah. it would feel like hey guys what do you think about this mm-hmm. it would feel more like a focus group rather than something what um my and chris are doing with mm-hmm. the life is strange community where it's just building each other up you know i i, I think it's a little bit of both uh like what my said uh, and I I can't beat that answer. It's just, it's yeah. just too much. I'm I'm overwhelmed with knowledge at this point. Um, <laughs> now I do want to jump into our own community with uh, some something that we call social media answers. Uh, hey, clap! There we go. I Yay. can feel I can feel the cringe from here. She's <laughs> suffering. <laughs> Man, you know what, my you're banned for another five years. Maybe you'll face the trials again, and we you can go back on. But so in four months. Uh, hey now, but <laughs> it has been four months, man. Oh my goodness, it's been it feels, three. I don't know what month it is anymore. I'm scared. Anyways, uh, so I asked you on our social media pages, uh, Twitter at Gaming Groceries and Instagram Games Groceries, all one word, and also uh, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. I guess that's a thing. And I uh, asked you guys, how, uh, why do you feel that video game communities slash groups are important? Mm-hmm. So first we go on Twitter, uh, which we have the answer from at Commander Nikki, a, a gem for podcasters, uh, who says, because, first of all, it helps finding like-minded people to befriend and to have something to discuss things with, especially impactful games and stories. Uh, and I like that like-minded people to mm-hmm. befriend. And uh, what I appreciate about your your guys' community, uh, it, it really brings together people of like-mindedness, but also it brings about a kind of mentality of befriending each other to mm-hmm. manage each other, to help each other. And I like mm-hmm. what you guys are doing with the Life is Strange community with that. And I think that's where she finds it important. Like-minded people 
people to um, to befriend. But do we feel like all communities have to start with impactful game stories? She said especially. It's not like only. Yeah. But do you think we can find something without impactful stories? Uh, what do we all think about that? I I mean, I don't think it needs to be an impactful game story. I think you mm. just need to really love yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if someone really loves Call of Duty... yeah. Go ahead. Go make a fan page. <laughs> now, are you saying build that a community? Are you saying that Call of Duty is not impactful? I don't know anything about <laughs> Call of Duty. It's just what I could think of. <laughs> fair, fair. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, or even Rocket League. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's got no story, yeah. as far as I know. It, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Still know nothing about that either. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Where it's just like it doesn't matter what it's about or what it is. Mm-hmm. If there's a community, like a big community of people who love it, mm-hmm. why not have a fan page or a community True. to talk, like just communi- like commune together and talk a- about that thing you love? Mm. True, true. Uh, Mai, what do you think? Do you think it helps to have an impactful story or do you think you can make communities from anything and still befriend other people? What do you think? I do think you can do a community about pretty much anything yeah like we are i don't know how many billions in this planet you mm-hmm. will find someone that likes the same thing you do yeah and um if you actually like something you have to go out of your way and go make it if you want to you know bring something to the table and yeah it doesn't really need to be impactful i do think that uh it's a different kind of community that's mm. a different story Mm-hmm. Um, when it's something so casual, like for example, Rocket League, Call of Duty, mm. I don't know, Fall Guys, Among Us, mm-hmm. whatever you want, um, usually it's most it's it's a casual thing. Mm-hmm. You talk about random stuff, you play a few games, and you have people to play these games with because usually there are multiplayers and stuff. Uh, there's no deeper discussion unless you actually like someone in the community. Hey, we mm-hmm. played a few games together. We can be friends because we think alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's different when the community wants to debate or theorize or talk about something deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it's a different kind of connection that you forge, but both are valid. Like they are communities anyway, and they require people to be engaged. So I don't think it's more important or mm. better to have a deeper uh, story tied to it or, or deeper topics to talk about. Like, it's just different and everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's definitely communities out there just for retro video games, like yeah. just a genre, like not even a genre, but the history of video games. I'm on a Facebook group for people who have chiggies. Oh, yeah. Chiggies. Like I'm on. A, there's a whole Facebook page. For people who have chiggies, just to talk about their chiggies. That's yeah. it. That's all we do. Chiggy is the. Um, we um, share pictures of cute dogs. That's yeah, it. it's a breed of dog. <laughs> if you don't know what a chiggy is, it's like it's not a house plant. It is what Floki is. Yes, it's a Chihuahua Corgi mix. Oh my god, and it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the little Chihuahua legs, but um, uh, uh Corgi butt. Corgi booty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do think that like there, you can really make uh, anything out of anything, mm-hmm. you know, uh, including just retro games, which um, I'm hoping to goodness uh, that, you know, we get the L.I. retro back. But yes. who knows when that happened? <laughs> so then our um, our other 
Uh, social media answer comes from Instagram from Volt Supreme. Woohoo! All right, Volt Supreme. Uh, he says, now Volt Supreme, before I say this, uh, to preface, uh, Volts does, you know, he's a composer. He just wrote the composition behind Adam's Ascending, mm-hmm. uh, which is a new game that's now in early access. And he also does uh, video game soundtrack covers with uh, synth. So he does mm-hmm. his own creation with like um, synth music, you know, 80s retro. Yeah. So to preface that. So Volts says video games like music is one of the most common loves uh, slash things that allow people to who would not. Uh, sorry, who allow people who would not usually get along or find themselves in the same place, a good starting place or a common ground for building friendship. This is a sad example, but I even had someone recently comment on one of my Final Fantasy X remixes and say he didn't like it, but because I liked Final Fantasy X, he wasn't going to trash talk me. (laughs) What a horrible reason for why you shouldn't troll or trash talk people, but hey, it kind of proves my point in a sad way. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is there that whether or not you agree with somebody, it gives you just a common ground at least. Yeah, you both enjoy this thing. Yeah. So, you know, you may not like each other or like each other's Final Fantasy X remixes, <laughs> but at least you won't trash talk each other. So that that's that's nice, I guess. Um, my, have you ever been in a situation like that where maybe you're not... You, you don't strike me as somebody who has serious grudges to people, you know, for the wrong reasons. But uh, have you ever found yourself to not really click with somebody, but then you find that common ground within a community and you're just almost instantly friends? Do you ever find yourself in that way? Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't hold grudges. Like, Yeah, you don't strike me. Either, the thing with me is that I either care Mm-hmm. Or I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't have, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it happened quite the opposite, in fact, that we had common ground because we both played Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it happened a lot, actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about all the drama, because we had a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah. But in a community, is no drama-free, I can guarantee you. Um <laughs> But we had like this common ground. We could talk about this game that we mm-hmm. loved because we enjoyed it and the topics resonated with us. And that didn't, that wasn't enough. Uh, when you had like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Mm. This person didn't do anything bad to you. You just simply don't click. There's something yes. off that mm-hmm. it's kind of an innate thing. Uh, it's not something you control. And when that happens, there's no possible common ground because eventually those core values you don't share, mm-hmm. they're going mm-hmm. to show up. Yeah. Especially, I think, when we're talking about a game that is uh, so inclusive, uh, LGBT-friendly, yes. and like the community like took it very uh, personally. When mm. someone will trash the game for something like that, like, oh, it has gay representation, like, ugh. <laughs> and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that play Life is Strange that didn't get that subtext because it wasn't, like, explicit. We mm. could have better representation than that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they will be, I don't know, uh, they wouldn't like gay people in their game. 
Mm. Like you're playing Life is Strange. You're not playing Call of Duty. Like what are you doing here? Yeah, true. I love the game, but I don't like that they have gay people in it. I'm like, what? What a weird thing that's to be whole, caught up yeah. on. Yeah. What's what's the whole, that's the whole point? You're seeing it. It's an inclusive game. You have yeah. a lot of different characters. Like, and those differences for an example among others mm-hmm. um those differences eventually make you clash and provoke drama mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah sure you can have someone that doesn't entirely share your worldview that you can connect but there are core values that need to be shared i think and this is something casual like i'm not playing rocket league like we were talking before yeah um but to have a, an actual friendship with someone mm. uh over the internet, personally, like it doesn't matter. You have to share these core values, mm, like, mm-hmm. and yeah, you have common ground, and you can get to know the other person. And eventually, if those morals align, if those that code aligns, you will be friends, no problem. Mm. But when those core values don't, there's no possible common ground. I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, I I do like that. Where I I. I, I mean, I don't like that it happened to you, but let's, let's, yeah. let's put this on the record. I'm Good not job. happy that my went through trauma. She is a gem and needs to be treated as such now. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that we need to put that into friendships here that yes, you might have a common ground, but I like mm-hmm. to think of it more what uh, Volt said that it's more of a starting point. Yeah. He did say common ground, but it's a starting point where you can start to see where this friendship can go. Mm-hmm. But really at the, at the end of it, you need to understand that there's some core values here. Yeah. There's a lot of friends that I've ended up cutting off in my life because we started with a common ground, yeah. but eventually our core values uh, really just made me say like, ah, maybe not the right person for me to like be around, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, but you know, I I still let Liz live here, so it's it's fine. You're such an idiot. I, I really can't stand you. Um, but, uh, but I let you live here. Uh, hey, um, that's true. But uh, but no, in, in all actuality, there are friends that I just cut off because there was a common ground. But like what you said, you get into the core values. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, what are you thinking about this? Um, well, this kind of reminded me of like. A high school friendship I had. Mm. So me and my best friend in high school, we don't talk so much anymore. But when we started being friends in high school, we started the what Scott started talking was a mutual annoyance for another person. <laughs> and we just like from there, we like we would have ended up being friends regardless because we had a lot of other things in common. But this is what got us talking to each other mm-hmm. was this mutual annoyance. Yeah. Um. So I just thought that was really funny when it was when we were talking about something like yeah that's mm-hmm. how my friendship started <laughs> like and she was my best friend in high school yeah and you know who i'm talking i know about. who you're talking about yeah. um and even from then on that was like our thing like we would just rag on people things like we would sit during the winter concert and just make fun of the orchestra and the orchestra director <laughs> you sound like a lovely person <laughs> i was a very angry person in high yeah. school <laughs> i've changed <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, anger, Mm -hmm. anger, and annoyances. Like those things, we discuss it with passion, Mm -hmm. negative passion. 
because mm. it is negative because you kind of yeah. end up being quite toxic yeah. because I was the same and I keep doing that because that's how I am and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter really because it's usually some I don't know actor some random people I would never like go mm-hmm. trash tax something I, so, someone I know personally because mm-hmm. th- that would be weird but like the sheer annoyance for something random mm-hmm. like I don't know a post in social media uh, someone's saying a dumb thing uh mm-hmm. cyberpunk 2077 uh <laughs> like you share an annoyance yeah. with yeah. people and it makes you like it brings your passion out and yeah. it's fair. a bonding ground too mm-hmm. and that that's fair you know like you said like it, it really goes back to gaming communities you know you really get behind it because you're passionate about it mm-hmm. even at anger you you go and passionate about that yeah uh this is why a bit too passionate i would say yep yep a yeah. bit too much sometimes uh, yeah, sometimes. It's, yeah, they they need to chill. They need to chill, yeah. man. Seriously. I know. It's just like it's so it's so rough. Out like even people who like cyberpunk are getting trashed for liking it. And it's like why? Yeah. Why? Um, uh, but yeah, and and I think that's it. Is that um, there's this common ground with game communities, and you can even make friendships in. The Life is Strange fans uh, Discord channel, which I will mm. link in the description down below. You can make friends there. But it doesn't mean that, like, you know, you can't look past some things. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've been in that Discord chat, and it very much feels like everybody in that Discord room is fantastic people. Mm-hmm. Not trying to say that. Uh, but within that friendship, it is more of a starting ground in that community rather than your ultimate guidance for friendship. You know, yeah. uh, and I think gaming communities are good for that to start that. Uh, and it can build into something, you know, incredible. But, you know, you got to look past it and, you know, share that community. But at the same time, you know, build a friendship with, a, you know, real important values in life, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I want to bring to, you know, kind of concluding thoughts here as we kind of close out the show. Uh, and I do want to, you know, ask, you know, pretty much everybody at this table, but I, I definitely want to ask, you know, my this is that in your opinion, uh, especially talking about 2020 in, in communities, but let's not even talk about 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are some of the best parts about video game communities and what are some of the worst parts about video game communities? Uh, my, I want to bring it to you first. What do you think? The best and the worst parts? The best, I think, is, of course, mostly thanks to the internet. The mm. fact that you can meet people all over the world with different cultures, different languages, and they have this common thing to mm-hmm. discuss or talk mm-hmm. about, or even share. Like, you can play games from some with someone in America right now and Europe, yeah, China. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever you want. And keep in mind time zones, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but you can you can make friends with different cultures that live different, completely different lives from your own. And you learn a lot when you do. Because mm-hmm. um, your experience is unique and you're sharing it with another person that has a completely different background. So your life is going to improve because of that. And um, whoever comes and tells me that internet friendships are not friendships, it's 
categorically wrong. Um, right. Yeah, you, you connect with people that with different backgrounds and stories and, and you, grew, you, you grow as a person because mm-hmm. of that. You, you know more uh, about the world that surrounds you. You're not in your own bubble. And that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Uh, about the gaming community, you, I don't see like and now the internet provides the tool we need to pretty much build communities about anything, mm. like like cute dogs, yeah, um, <laughs> and stuff. Uh, so I think it's more the internet than the game communities themselves. But games provide this place for them to gather, like let's play some Among Us. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That they they are made to have a, a common playground. You can have something you share in real time, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, the worst part, <laughs> boy, <laughs> do I even start? <laughs> yeah, we got about three hours. I I, I think you have time. <laughs> yeah, I think I have time. Yeah, <laughs> um, like. This passion that we share, mm-hmm. because we are passionate about something and we want to build stuff because we are passionate about it. Yeah. The same can be said about hating something and mm. wanting to destroy it. Yeah. Passion can be, as I said before, positive or negative. And boy, it can be so toxic and draining. Like, why do people enjoy so much drama? Why people enjoy so much to destroying the other mm-hmm. person? Like, or the product or whatever. Like, I this year in particular has been absolutely atrocious mm-hmm. on that. Uh, I mean, it, kept, it started kind of okay. And then suddenly we were in July and The Last of Us 2 came out and oh my god. Yeah, even before I it came never, mm-hmm. Even before with the leaks, yeah. like mm-hmm. the amount of toxicity. Mm-hmm. And don't you dare say that it deserved winning the game award. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. you dare say it was a good game, that the narrative is fine and Abby is not trash. Like, you don't dare yeah. say that to me. Because I will take it personally, and I don't know, I will spawn in your house and kill you. Because that's how it <laughs> yeah. became, mm-hmm. literally speaking, death threats, abuse, uh, toxic communities just gathering to destroy the other community. Mm-hmm. Like it was total war. I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. People need to find jobs and hobbies. Yeah, they need to actually like occupy their time with something productive, not just go out yeah. there flamethrower in hand ready to destroy the person that made the mistake of saying hey i like this or lying yeah yes mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's the worst part of the gaming community is that they are so passionate that when that passion is not focused correctly it can be really destructive and it's scary sometimes mm. i and that that's just it is that like there's so many things about the gaming community that can become so toxic and even to the point of not even hating on others but 
hating on others for not understanding all of the lore of a video mm-hmm. game. Oh, you don't know this because you didn't play from day one, or uh, you don't know because you don't know the full history of the, the of the SNES. You don't know the actual RAM of what the SNES is. It's like who cares? Yeah, the typical purist. Yes, yeah. like mm-hmm. I mean, come on, just mm-hmm. let them like, join already, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I I agree with you with the the best parts. And even for me, the best parts of the gaming community was just uh, something that's back in the day before gaming was cool, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it gave us people who were nerds or even people, you know, like me with uh, who suffer from depression. Uh, it, it gave us something to actually communicate with, with other, you know, nerds and people who are just like outcasts. Mm-hmm. It, it gave us something like, hey, wait, wait, we're not the only ones here. That's awesome. You know, let's play some Ocarina of Time down, you know. Um, and it was a beautiful moment in that way. But like mm-hmm. you said, the worst is just the toxic uh, people. And yeah, I think the worst parts for me is the purists to say that yeah. oh, you can't join this community. You can't join the Assassin's Creed community because blah, 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 blah. and just like, well, you can't one. You can't join because you think Odyssey was the best one. That's where you lose me. But, you know, <laughs> but that, that's just <laughs> like. Um, if you don't think, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 is the best one, then you can just shoot. But, you know, just let people join the communities, mm-hmm. wh- whether they agree it's your favorite game or not. You know? Yeah. Uh, Liz, uh, what do you think? Best parts, worst parts? Do you, do you have thoughts? Um, I mean, best parts, I agree. I think the best part is the passion mm-hmm. that people have when they're passionate about a game. It's like all the love they throw at that game. Yes. But then the worst part is also the passion because Mm. there are people who are extremists. Like, just like you think, like when we talk about like political parties, you hear from the extremists the most. Mm -hmm. So in the video game communities, you're always going to hear about those extreme haters Yes, where they're so passionate. They're just so angry Mm -hmm. that they give death threats to creators and actors and people who like it. And it's like calm down yes it's a game (laughs) like yeah it's just a game yeah doesn't affect your life at all no (laughs) so Assassin's creed does but you know it doesn't well we can talk (laughs) off camera (laughs) (laughs) but that's my thing like it's like in every community you have that group of people who just make it horrible Mm -hmm. who just take it way too personal yeah like you like the good side like i said is the passion people's love for it and they just want to talk about it and mm-hmm. just they just want to talk about it all the time but then you have the other side where they're just so passionate that they take it so personal they make it everything their life is about in mm-hmm. such a horrible way yeah um so i think the good and the bad are the same thing passion yeah just different types of passion interesting yeah i think um I think we can uh, even conclude our discussion with that, you know, with the best and the worst parts. And I think mm-hmm. uh, from all of this, I think community is needed, you know, to make people feel connected. Mm-hmm. I, I think community is definitely needed in that way. But uh, where are you driving that passion? Are you looking to build or are you looking to destroy? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether people like cyberpunk or hate it, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Are you looking to build people up or are you looking to destroy them? And you should really mm-hmm. look in the mirror for that way. Uh, I will be looking in the mirror later on and I will see. I will let you know my answer later on uh, in the week. I'm looking <laughs> to destroy. 
But uh, that brings us to the end of our uh, discussion. But before we go, we need to roll out the red carpet for for my Kelly. Mm-hmm. She's a star. She's a Hollywood star. She needs. She absolutely needs a star in the Hollywood block. It's it's just what's needed. My. Uh, where can we find you? What projects are you working on? Anything you would like to plug? Uh, take it away, my. All right. Um, the website for Life is Strange Funds has been revealed. So we have yes. Life is Strange Funds 2.0 mm-hmm. that's going to be released soon, hopefully. <laughs> and no live chat because we have Discord now, but it will work as an archive of content made by the community. So mm. you can find their fan art, fan fiction, whatever this game has inspired people to create mm. in an easy way. So you can find the creators because usually you Google and you know you don't see who actually made this. And we are actually like taking care of um credit the artist mm. that mm-hmm. you know provided us with such crazy uh, pieces of creativity. So we want to keep it alive and we want to keep it accessible. So that's basically it. Life is Strange 2.0 will launch soon, hopefully, again. And we will have that archive of content for the community. Mm. And then, I don't know, follow me on Twitter. I cry over fictional characters. I... <laughs> <laughs> talk about game development because I am a game developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about the industry and I don't know. I just shitpost constantly. Follow me. I'm really funny. Um, <laughs> I can attest to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess at some point I will go back to my personal projects that you can, of course, add the link if you want. That's Nitro Creative and we are building a f- fantasy world setting completely from scratch and hopefully we will be able to release content soon Mm. uh so i guess that's it that's me and of course if you want to follow my and her projects uh please look at the description down below whether Mm -hmm. you're on youtube or if you're listening on audio i will have it in the description down below please Go give my an unreasonable amount of love, like just so much that it's like the Niagara Falls of love. That that's all wow. I need. Yeah, just you know, n- no gamer level passionate, please. Not gamer level yeah. passion. That's too much. You know, like more more like we already have a lot of that. Yeah, more like sports fan passion. Wait, that's no. a little too much. More like political passion. Wait, no, no, no not that. You stop talking. Okay, now. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, you managed to actually make it worse. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I am a child, and these are facts. And you're turning 30 in a couple weeks. I'm turning 30 in a couple weeks. I'm a child still. Uh, my Ketty, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks again for agreeing to come on to this chaos. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate your words. Honestly, I love the way you talk about emotions, passion. Mm-hmm. It, it really comes from a heart and not from like a dictionary that's in front of your computer it actually comes from mm-hmm. your actual passion for emotion so I, I appreciate you opening up on the show really thank you thank you guys it's always great to be here uh, anytime honestly yeah uh, uh you know you'll be banned for the next five years oh, but you know we'll, 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 we'll work it out so we'll work something out we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll figure it out uh 
Thanks again for listening to this week's um, you know, Games and Groceries podcast. If you enjoy this kind of stuff, definitely, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, click that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and be sure to leave a like and a share. Share it with your family, your friends, your enemies, whoever you want to. Uh, you know, be sure to be on the lookout uh, for any news about the channel. It's going to be changing pretty soon. And uh, with all that said and done, please wear your mask out there. Be safe out there and have a good week. Bye.